To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with Geico, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This Geico sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your Geico team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions. Like if a person can get discombobulated, does that mean the rest of the time they're just like, combobulated? Are we humans always in a state of combobulation? Until of course something dramatic happens, and we are discombobulated for a while. Then we go back to being combobulated. Yeah, that's probably how that works. Switch and save with GEICO. It's easier than you think. Hi there, folks. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo and uh, beautiful Florida Keys. Um, I'm here with uh, Lee Sharp. Say hi, Lee. What's up, everybody? And uh, a new friend, Jim Brock. Say hi, Jim. Hey. Hey, how are you? All right. Good. You guys are coming in really clear. That's great. Um, Lee Sharp, uh, the listeners are familiar with him. He's a musician here in the Keys. And... uh, Lee brought to my attention that uh, he thought that because of my meanderings that went that tilted towards uh, outside issues like politics and things like that, that his friend Jim Brock, who um, you were you were musicians together, is that correct? Why, Lee? Why don't you uh, tell me how you met Jim, and then. Jim can introduce himself and what he does. Okay, so where'd you meet? All right. Yeah. Well, uh, originally I'm from uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and I met this this young phenomenal talent uh, down there. I don't remember exactly how we met. I think he was playing with a mutual friend of ours, Roxanne, and uh, and that's how we just kind of linked up and been uh, been friends ever since. Um, you know, and okay. his name is Jim Brock, and he's right there. Okay, and Thanks, Jim, Jim. Brock, yep, and besides being a, uh, a musician, you're also in the newspaper business. So, uh, uh, what, what what do you can what do yeah, you call I yourself? Yeah, I was. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, what? Uh, tell well, me. I am a. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Tell us. About I was uh, I was a journalist for 16 years, mm-hmm. and uh, I uh, I did that kind of in tandem with. Uh, my music career and then uh around i guess 2012 i really got serious about you know my uh, career in journalism uh-huh. and did that again for a while and then you know it was everything the way the world worked and i uh i was a syndicated columnist for 18 months uh with a company called gatehouse media and eventually i uh here until about two years ago I did that, and then I went back to school and recently uh, earned my master's in psychology. So I work in the mental health field now. So, wow, that's great. Oh, that's uh, interesting. One of our um, one of our regular uh, guests on the show is a retired psychologist. Uh, he lives uh, part of the year in Key Largo and part of the year in Spain. Uh, 
and uh, he uh, especially he worked in the uh, corrections industry. Worked with uh, oh wow uh, yeah, and he uh, he pioneered uh, psychoacoustic feedback. Mm-hmm. You ever hear of it? Huh? Interesting. Well, no, that's he, a first. What, what he was working? But, you know. he, he was uh, he, <laughs> he he took uh, uh, an idea to a the music department, a fellow in the music department at Johns Hopkins University, and the person uh, he he suggested that he should run brain waves through a synthesizer, and this way they can uh, do a audio representation of brain waves. And then create a feedback. So to get uh, a patient into a certain state, their their brain waves would send that out. Oh, that I didn't want to get too long. You know, maybe someday we can have you guys talk together. But uh, that is really interesting, Jim. You're a musician, a journalist. You were editor for a long time. One one of the pieces I read on yours was your editorial on bullying, and uh, that was. Uh, Mm-hmm. Very heartfelt, and I think you you uh, you took it. This was prior to the election of uh, was it prior to the election of the current um, guy? Who's yes, it was in 2014. So it was yeah, yeah. It's and he's of, actually mentioned in that uh, in that column actually. It was okay. Yeah, so it, it was kind of uh, a presaged. It was a uh, the, the moment that we're we're in right now and how he he's admired and it's funny for the kind of he's very you, you uh that i think maybe for this particular item i didn't want to f- focus on it he as a bully he we see it, he's very sensitive to mm-hmm. criticism very much yeah and you see how weak the bully is you know what I mean so, you know, trying to pretend to be tough yeah. it really did. the emperor really doesn't have clothes you can see that what do you think Lee well you know good oh, I'm sorry okay you'll go Jim oh well um, I look at it as almost a, almost a cult mentality when you look at Donald Trump because uh, first of all nothing sticks to him and I mean, he can say pretty much anything, and you get the standard, well, that's not what he meant, or he was sarcastic, or, you know, just any number of things that come out of his mouth that are just completely ridiculous. And you see a following that I've never seen before in in my 40 years, you know. And even when I followed politics pretty closely, I never saw people just, you know, follow this guy without question. And, you know, you have the apologist and the uh, conservative media who are basically there to, you know, they're basically his PR. And, <laughs> you know, that's what you have. And we're so polarized now more than ever. Mm-hmm. I think more than we were in the Civil War, to be honest with you. And so that's where we are. And then I just never thought the day would come where, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the Russians <laughs> who we have to worry about. It's, it's other Americans. Because right and left just hate each other, and it, it's really sickening. I thought it was divisive during uh, the Bush years, and uh, I, I really, really am surprised that I look back on those days with uh, nostalgia, and I go, "Wow, 
there was a tr- <laughs> there, was, yeah. <laughs> there was a leader. There was a leader. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Well, just, yeah. even <laughs> even Dick Cheney, even Dick Cheney looks to be uh, a, a lot more. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I from from, um, but but I, the reason why I brought that out was because of that article. But you, uh, you guys both met as musicians in Memphis. Is that correct? Because you both have right. America, and you and you you kept uh, that. It's emblematic keeping the same area code, the same thing uh, Lee did when you you're. Being able mm-hmm. to port your number, you you really don't want to let go of your roots, do you? Well, I'm not a special agent. I'm not a one for life, forever. Uh, that's just how it is, unless I move out of the country, and then there's nothing I can do about that. But yeah. you know, it's um, and uh, that's where I, I got all of my roots. That's where my mother still lives, and all this other kind of stuff. And also, I've had that number since when they were actually charging to call out of another area code. So, you know, but, um, anyway, still like the number, it's all on all my business cards and it's, you know, came to still away 2000 business cards, just like that. Well, so, the area code is kind of like the tattoo, the mo- modern tattoo that you could bring with you the rest of your life. It's identified with you. That is correct. Uh, yeah. but most people say Memphis is fuck right now. Uh, makes the same thing. Uh, you know. Memphis is what? <laughs> Memphis as fuck. Memphis as fuck. Yeah. I'm so Memphis. You yeah, know, it's, it's just like, like kind I'm, of like I'm a, Memphis you know, as fuck. Right. You know, there's a couple of sites online and it's like, you know, it's like, I'm so Memphis that I. Really? And it's like, yeah, that's Memphis right there. Yeah. And, and you can insert your own little whatever means to be a Memphian. Uh, there's some there's some rough places, there's some there's some weird places and you know but you know, you still call Memphis your home, still Memphis as fuck. Now what? You know what? For a, for a, 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 a middling big city, it's a big city, but it's not the biggest. That's one of the best lines I've heard. And I've never heard oh, that yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Memphis is fuck. And what yeah. that's so Jim, you kept your uh the same thing. I'm kind of I, I feel ashamed. I, I got rid of my my two one five number from Philadelphia. It's from inside the city, and uh, I think I gave up my roots. Uh, I, I'm stuck with a three hundred five now. Well, I, who, uh, who would have thought? It? You had an idea, you know. Th- usually, was the impression that Florida was the, uh, you know, Florida was th- of the states was the the short bus state, right? You get that impression? The short bus. You know, where, where a lot of people wear, have, to wear, they have to wear helmets and uh, be careful. Oh, yeah. Really? That kind of, that kind of state. And, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the impression. You know what? I, I realize that when you have, we do have a large segment of the population that is uh, reactionary. I like to call it reactionary. Reactionary is is people that want to go back to a day days gone by, thinking they were the good old times, and they may have been good old times for some people, but 
not really not for most people, only for a few select few people. Uh, the times they're talking about, uh, Jim, you get what I'm talking about. The 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 Make America Great I do. Uh, crowd, uh, you know, uh, great again. Right. The yeah. When, I've tried to nail it. You know, my yeah. My thing they. Is, uh, uh, you ever yeah, get? We're gonna make coal great again. No, but did you ever? Did you ever? We're gonna make did, coal. Remember coal? That was awesome. Yeah, no, but you ever ask them when, when, what, what, at what point, at what point in history would you point to that was our greatest? You know, if I mean to go back in time, what, what point do you want to pick? Was it slavery? Was it segregation? Was it Jim Crow law? Was it uh, women not having the right to vote? Uh, almost anything, and they, they. They just point to some nebulous point in the past where things were better than they are now. You know, men couldn't marry men and and, and all sort, sorts of things. But uh, Lee well, you'd be able to keep I definitely – yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's it. Go ahead, Jim. Now, what I was going to say is I, you know, after, you know, talking to a lot of these people – when uh, when I was uh, a journalist, a lot of people, you know, they pine for the days of the the 1950s, you know, where the middle class actually became a thing. Because prior to the 1950s, there was no such thing as a middle class. And you know, you had rich and you had poor. That was essentially that was the American population. And I would say it's a little bit of that, you know, because people that, that was a time when industry. When, you know, there were mom and pops everywhere, there weren't a lot of corporations, and that was before globalism. And that was a time when, you know, anybody could, you know, and of course you were white, typically white and Christian, and and that was the uh, the nuclear family. And I think that's a lot of what they want, you know, the, the Eisenhower years, yeah. the time after World War II when people were coming back and they were making a life for themselves, yeah. but there were still, you know. If you lived on the fringes, you know, you belong to a, I guess, a second-class citizen. You didn't get to enjoy that American, you know, dream. Well, um, And it I, seems like a lot of people – go ahead. No, the, the historian in me – Go ahead. Uh, the historian in me realizes uh, – this is was my idea that – well, it's not my idea. It's the idea of a lot of uh, people post-World uh, War II America. We were the only – uh, industrialized nation uh, left that wasn't uh, devastated during mm-hmm. World War II, and we had uh, been the arsenal for democracy. Sure. So we were turning out all these uh, defense items or offense items, whatever you want to call them, but they were needed. They were needed at the time, and then we made the conversion to uh, consumer items, and post that. Here we got the rest of the uh, rest of the world. We're, we're through the Marshall Plan. We're remaking Western Europe in our likeness. We wrote rewrote the Constitution of Japan uh, and and all these things. And yes, we were on top. Uh, uh, Soviet Union was uh, doing a quick, uh, trying to do a quick rebuild, challenging us in space. Uh, that space race right there, and you know maybe they had a large, they had large troop presence in Eastern Europe, but it, it was an artificial position we were in because of the two oceans that separated us from that. 
And if we had been sitting a couple hundred miles, you know, a hundred miles off the shore of Europe, much like England was, we would have felt the effects, you know, in our homeland. But we didn't. And and so, and, and I think Eisenhower explained it at the end of his, in, you know, right at the end, in, at the end of the 50s, when he was leaving, uh, or in the early 60s, when he was leaving office, he gave a uh, an address. His parting uh, address was, uh, beware of the military-industrial complex. Because he said every missile made, every tank, every warship takes away from you know education and things like that so he he even he uh-huh. saw that the path we were on was not sustainable and and he the people he picked he he uh, picked Earl Warren for the Supreme Court and the Warren court was one of the more progressive courts considering what happened before it when it, it introduced you know Brown versus the Board of Education and all that desegregation and things like that so that was that was begun in the 1950s because we weren't at war we had we were economically viable and the federal government was able to they established a national highway system and you know interstate highway system and all that stuff under the uh, uh, under the idea that the defense department we could you know ship uh, to defend the uh, defend the United States, in order to get it, but it's a highway system, and we transition from uh, a, a country where most of the people lived in cities to the suburbs, and and so these these things where people are pining away for these things, we actually made ourselves weaker in the long run. Because look at where we're at right now. The strength well, isn't I, in the subways. Yeah. It, it, the, the strength isn't in the suburbs. It's in the cities now. That's where. The, the energy is and and they, they want to try to bring it back and say, well i tell you I, I will enter right i will interject that point um you brought up a good point about you know the space race between you know the soviets and and the capitalist and then you a lot of a lot of the uh technological advances that we made from you know 1948 on on both sides, whether it was in the USSR or whether it was in the To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with GEICO, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This GEICO sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your GEICO team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. Geico. Great service without all the drama. Eight are attributed to German nationals who were, a lot of them were involved in the Nazi party. Scientists, doctors, even some soldiers who were brought over here and who were brought over there. And, uh, you know, some of the the NASA technology is directly related to uh, a man who was in the Nazi party. So it's... You know, you look back at history, and there was there are a lot of things going on that you know that people don't talk about. That history gets rewritten, you know. So we're we're really only allowed to hear what they want us to hear, and that's I'm a student of history as well. So it's you see that, and and you see what's going on now, and you're like, well, what's really going on, you know? And you have to question it always. And going back to what we were saying about Trump was, you know, he doesn't want questions. He doesn't want 
He wants to go out there, speak to the press, and nobody hold him accountable. Yeah. Oh, Almost yeah. like state TV, and that's that's something we can't have. He is not accountable. So, I mean, when you well, have a president. <laughs> no. No. That's what I'm saying. When you so have a president exactly who he, says. Well, exactly you said yeah, he can. Right. We, we do what he says he can. Right. He's doing what he can do. Well, we we get we get in these discussions. When he got up there and said that the what, right? When he said the people that the media, that the press is the enemy of the people, mm-hmm. that's when I pretty much said, you know what, I need to find another line of work because it's always going to be well, that guy's liberal, he's too liberal, or that guy's too conservative. It's like that's not. It's like I keep my you know when I'm covering a story. My opinion doesn't matter, and I try to keep it out of it, you know. So if people oh, can't accept that, then, you know, I'll let the younger generation take over. <laughs> there, there was a, a recent uh, a poll taken about whether, whether education uh, was was uh, a higher, uh, higher education harmed society or helped in general. And uh, more conservative people uh, believe that uh, a higher education was detrimental to the health of our society, which was, I mean, obviously there are conservative people out there that understand that there is a need for uh, higher degrees for people out there and stuff like that. But it just seems like there's a, um, there's an old axiom and it said, not all Republicans are racist, but all racists are Republicans. And, yeah, I've heard that before. Okay, and it used to be, and I'll grant to, I'll grant people when they say, "Well, the Democratic Party in the South used to be the most." Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I'll say it again. Yes, it was the ra- the Democratic Party. The Dixocrats were racist, but that's changed. That isn't now. It used to be. It used to be yes. the Republican used to be the uh, party ideas. You know, uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln, even though he was slightly, you know, he was slightly a racist, too. But he was more progressive than mm-hmm. a lot of the, you know, uh, 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 Republicans that were pro-slavery Republicans, pro-slavery, slavery Democrats. So, I mean, he 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 realized the evils inherent in the system, but he did not believe in equality. But it's a long... um, So, I mean, I I don't mean to... I know here we are talking slavery. One of the guys on the show who happens to be African-American isn't saying anything right now. Oh, that's because I'm not supposed to. I'm a slave. I'm only only speak when spoken to. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but you see what I'm saying. (laughs) No, but I... Any, anybody I'll, go, back, I'll go cook up some collard greens real quick, though, for you. No, but if you bring back an argument like 30, 40, <laughs> 60 years ago, 60, something happened 60 years ago, where we're, uh, people have a hard time, uh, all action takes place. All uh, things that occur happen now. Everything that happened in the past occurred. There's nothing you can do to change that. You can mitigate it. And anything in the future... Well, that's, you know, that depends on what you you could do about it. And, you know, that's the environment, business, education, all that stuff. The, that is future oriented. But but 
when you're talking to someone who's a reactionary, they go, they always point to the past. Okay. Okay. And, and uh, we did do that. There is reasons to point to the past. If you want to point to past injustices that are continuing through today. But that, that point when, when we're, when we're trying to make the argument here, let's say in Florida, whether uh, I just had an interview with a, a, a gentleman, a young man who's running for state Senate. I just interviewed him and, uh, he has to battle when, when we're in in Florida, let's say Monroe County, and and you, where are you living now, right, Jim? You're in. Who, I'm in uh, Clark you? County, Mississippi, which is around Meridian. Okay, there's national issues, right? Yes. And there's local issues. So what we're mm-hmm. concerned of, I bet a lot of things we're concerned of here in in Monroe County, you're concerned with in in Mississippi, Clark County, Mississippi. And, and here it's uh, education, affordable housing, uh, the local economy, which, uh, you know, that's what's affecting us. Now, actually, the national economy when it comes to your investments, maybe. But those things are all local. So when these guys running for office, he has to deal with issues where people say, oh, you're a Democrat. You want and they start talking about national issues. Now this now sometimes the state senate does talk about he and this senator said does talk about uh, Second Amendment rights whether you know open carry laws and things like that okay but he says and this guy that's running for office says most of the time the bills that are passed in state legislature are business and voting rights bills and things like that access and it has to do with right. health and education and the hot button button issues we talk about in on the national stage aren't the things you're dealing with locally. So they kind of just distract us and say, Hey, listen, locally, we got to take care of these things. You know, the school needs money. We got to hire some teachers. The roads need to be fixed. Uh, We need to have a medical center here. Uh, You know, there's all sorts of things, but when people are talking about, well, Jesus Christ, the guy, I don't want to watch a football game. If the guy's kneeling, you know, I mean that is right. that's yeah. his idea. He's allowed to protest. How does what does that have to do with with a local election? And this is the thing to deal with when we have a discussion here locally. I'm sure, you know, that happens with you, Jim. Yeah, they people don't pay attention to you know, uh, like uh, civil forfeiture is a big thing in Mississippi. Nobody pays attention to it, but it basically. Law enforcement can steal you blind. They can so take everything t- you have and not be held accountable. Like, and you, edu- edu- you know, educate that. the listener on that civil for- forfeiture. I mean, I know, I know, with civil for- forfeiture, if you're committing a crime, they, they seize your property. But going to debt. Well, see, that's the thing. You don't have to be committing a crime. Like, say, for example, it's just something that they suspect of a crime. Like, for example. They catch you driving down the highway. They pull you over, and you happen to have more than $10,000 in cash on you. They don't stop and ask why you have it. They just take it on the assumption that you're doing something illegal. And it gets tied up in court, and it stays there, and you don't have the money to fight to get it back. So they basically just seize it, and you never see it back. 
because they figure that they can wear you down long enough that you'll just let it go. Whoa. And that happens Which all I'm over sure America. Civil, I, exactly I, I've never, I never heard sure this. What happened. I, I've never heard this. Yeah, yeah. If, you have oh, a, yeah. if you have over a certain amount, like, like you can't go, you can't get on a plane with 10 grand. So, you know, yeah. and that's just 10 grand. That's like a, that's a, that's nothing really. Uh, that's a year's, at some people, that's a, and, that's a, you yeah. know, half a year's salary. Where's your due process? How, what, what do they seize it under? The suspicion? Yeah, that's suspicion of a crime. Yeah, you have to claim I mean, it. it can, and they don't have I'm enough sure. laws against it. Yeah, and you, wow. and in order to claim it, you have to go through the process, and sometimes you can't afford to go through the process. Wow, you know, it's just like a, you know, it's just like you're trying to, you know, you're trying to sue a major corporation because you got cancer from one of its products, and what they do is they just wear you down. They hire these you know, these lawyers that are really expensive and you can't continue to go to court because you don't have the money. And basically they just wear you down. Oh, well, oh my God. They, uh, the cap, the cap on uh, liability, uh, on, uh, punitive damages is one of the most detrimental things that done because punitive damage were, uh, the cornerstone of tort law. I mean, try to your punitive damages were meant to change, Adverse behavior by corporations. You, um, so it sounds like you probably know mm-hmm. about this, Jim. Uh, there's uh, there was a documentary mm-hmm. called Hot Coffee. It was about the woman, the famous lawsuit of the woman that was went to McDonald's, an older woman, and she uh, ordered. Uh, she was there with her son or relative. She goes to the drive-through. They pull off the side after they get the coffee, and. While she's putting the lid on, it was insecure. It wasn't secured properly. She spills it on herself and had severe burns on her legs. Now it turned out that uh, she wasn't suing. That that she um, the, the case was held she up as a wrong the cups. Well, no, it wasn't a cup. She was suing McDonald's for wrongdoing because they had it in their uh, their procedural in their handbook. The temperature that the coffee was, it was right below boiling, the temperature. And it was, for, okay. it, was, it was in their handbook, and they said, listen, you can't do that. You can't give people coffee that because when you, when you pour it on your skin, it causes deep tissue damage. And it did cause deep tissue damage. If you saw the pictures of what happened to this woman's leg. And yeah. uh, the documentary There's an episode says, of Seinfeld about this. Yeah, no, this was, yeah, that, that they were making fun of that i know they were making but the, the idea but was they, but they, th- that the corporations are saying listen this is a frivolous lawsuit they're uh they they point to these key lawsuits but then again you have the ones where uh the one in california the aaron brockovich one you got the one the uh, love canal mm-hmm. and where you have these corporations that have heart um, and the movie that's a uh, uh, civil a civil action or something like that, John Travolta. But it's all companies mm-hmm. doing the wrong thing when it uh, when it comes to environmental uh, uh, the, the Superfund laws in the United States came about. 
that they dedicated billions of dollars to do cleanup because they knew companies when they're not monitored mm-hmm. would do these horrible wrongs and it, companies point out to frivolous lawsuits of people like the coffee hot coffee and if you ever get a chance look into that one it's incredible because the lady wasn't looking for a payday or anything like that they were looking to change the yeah. behavior of what they were doing so because people were getting injured from by this and it sounds frivolous when you describe it oh, yeah so much and you see so that's much. the that's the problem too you know yeah. because yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, a lot of times like say for example you have like a i think it was dupont mm-hmm. had they had an issue where they uh they basically in this county they paid for everything you know they supplied jobs basically the entire county was dependent on this corporation being there you know for their you know economic prosperity well people are being the water supply is poisoned for years and years and it's basically causing all kinds of cancer and all these different you know diseases and dupont's untouchable well they finally hire somebody who will go after dupont and keep going and keep going and then finally dupont settles but guess what in order to get this money you have to sign an nda so, no, they're not held accountable. They pay out the money and they keep walking because nobody knows what happened because they can't violate the conditions of their non-disclosure agreement. It's all about PR. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And that's just – that's the way American it's, it's, business works. So unfettered. Well, I think it's, I think it's all businesses. It's like, you know, they um, – like when, when someone's about to get like, – like cigarette company or, or big oil, um, they do the same thing. Once they so once a big scare comes, okay. Uh, what they do is they say I'm sorry a couple of times and they change the name, and uh, so like they, they change it to another shell name of a company. It's still called Marlboro, but they change the name to something else to defer from that. And I don't really know how they get away with it. Like BP wasn't always BP; it was something else from the first oil spill. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it was so they just keep they change the name. And hope you forget about it. Okay, it still might be Exxon's oil. They still might need. They still might use the same, um, maybe not Exxon, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Another company. They'll yeah. just go to another company's name, so that they that they encompass. <laughs> well, and I do it like that, and then boom! Oh, okay. It's well, funny this is a good oil company. Tobacco, cool. It's funny uh, that you mentioned tobacco. You, you mentioned tobacco, and today, even hundreds of billions of dollars they paid out. And, and damages, what are they still doing? They're still selling tobacco in, in Asia, Africa, South America. And, and, raise, and, yeah, raise and the they price. just – Yeah. And also yeah, they pass the, the cost on to the, the smoker. Right. Yeah, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to tax – yeah. It's called a sin tax is what it is. Yeah. Sin, not sin tax, but S-I-N tax. So, so. Uh, a pack of squares in New York is $13, 12 bucks. Um <laughs> So they they do that in order to to get you to stop buying it, but you're already addicted. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So, um, uh, that's what they were going to do with pot, uh, but it, it's see, I thought that Florida would be one of the first places to 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 legalize marijuana, um, and of course the timber corporations they don't want that because you can use them for for all sorts of other kind of stuff, but those and behold, I didn't think about it. There's a large elderly population here, and the pharmaceutical 
oil companies want them to be defended, obviously, on the 14 pills on Monday, the 13 pills on Tuesday, you know. <clears throat> so I thought that this would, at first, I thought this was going to be the first place, but no, it's one of the more progressive places with the younger people that have uh, lobbyists in their corner uh, uh-huh. that really want to smoke pot a lot. Well, I, and, think, I think when it comes to pot, you know. I, I think when it comes to pot, that it's it, different from alcohol and drugs. Yeah, I mean, you could manufacture your own drugs, certain drugs, you know, crystal meth. We know people do that. We know people can make their own wine and beer and things like that. But it's a hard make it in pro- jail. Yeah, it's very it's a harder process uh, to make good alcohol and and good uh, good prescription drugs. But you know, the one thing they're trying to wrap their head around is how are they going to uh, put it, you know, be able to get people to not finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a monster truck driver to deliver pizza. And the neighbors are going wild. You can hear that engine from a mile away, Fran. And he's foregoing the driveway and heading right up the lawn and over the azaleas. What a power move. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local Geico agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. With six-foot tires and a roll cage, this pizza guy could quite literally crush the competition. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. The future will be amazing, and that's all well and good. But what about today? You can feel the rush of a 400-horsepower Nissan Z. Or climb to new heights in the all-terrain Nissan Frontier. Light up the road in the all-electric Nissan Aria that feels like a sci-fi dream come true. The future will be great, but today is made for thrill. All you have to do is get in a Nissan and drive. 2023 Aria and Z not yet available for purchase. Expected availability is this spring for 2023 Z and this fall for 2023 Aria. Not grow their own marijuana. Because how hard would it be? You wouldn't have, you could do, I knew people that could, in their own closets, it had a nice walk-in closet, could make all the pot they would smoke. That's, oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's I think a, everybody would like that. people like that. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, yeah. That was, it's, one of the, it's one of the few things. And that's the reason why they're thinking, well, we got dispensaries, you can get this, we could do edibles, but what are people going to do? And they realize, they go and say, well, there's nothing we could do about it. So they're fighting a battle against it. And there's, comp- there's people that come out of there. Even one of the Kennedys came out and, and said, you know, mm-hmm. believe it's a gateway drug. Well, how... How the hell is that a gateway drug? And alcohol isn't a gateway drug. Take it from me, uh, Jim and Lee. I mean, I'm a recovering alcoholic. Uh, they, uh, my my big thing was alcohol. It wasn't. I can I I can walk away from pot, no problem. But you know, alcohol. I had to I had to go to meetings to avoid alcohol. I'm I'm pouring a drink right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. Well, that's not wrong with it. It's legal. It's well, legal. I'm not in your situation. Why? Yeah. yeah. It's legal. Pot, pot, I mean. I, uh, I'm a recovery. Yeah. You know, you're a recovery what? I'm a recovering drug addict, so I understand. Okay. And uh, I definitely understand. And yeah. it's, uh, well, and like, here's an example. I was covering a local, uh, it was a city council meeting, actually. And the, uh, the city was, uh, joining the, uh, the uh, the lawsuit against the uh, pharmaceutical companies for the opioid crisis. Okay, and you know everybody on everybody on the uh, on the council was going to vote yes, but uh, the one staunch conservative sat there and said, "I want to make this known that I'm voting no to this 
because I believe people are responsible for their own actions. I don't believe the pharmaceutical companies are responsible for getting these people addicted. <laughs> and I'm sitting there to myself thinking that it's this line of thinking that is just so, I mean, it, it's all over the country. And it, these are the people who keep things like this going on, you know, and <laughs> people aren't responsible. I mean, you take any number of situations, say someone breaks their back. Okay. And they're bedridden for three months. And the only thing they can do is take those, those pills to relieve their pain. And three months later, guess what? You're hooked. And that's it. Because, you know, one pill, one pill every four hours isn't going to be enough when you're in constant pain because you're going to build a tolerance. And then you, at the end of that three months, you're hooked. So, yeah, right. I don't think it's their fault. I think it's something well, they fell into. And anybody, anybody can disagree, but. Well, the pill mills must have been really big from uh, that down here. Uh, there was a big uh, issue with the pill mills in the Keys, but uh, I'm sure that was in your neck of the woods also, where uh, in uh, where all the places, North Dakota, Mississippi, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, you pick any any state, uh, West Virginia, huge problems. Uh, there was one town where they sold, mm-hmm. it was, uh, they only had uh, 600 people, but they had 3 million doses of, uh, of uh, what was it, Oxycontin sold in one month. There you go. 3 million. Yeah. It's, it, that, that, that's, uh, Oxycontin well, is a real booger. But, yeah. I mean, like, my friends, uh, uh, he used to be my roommate. He used to play down here in the Keys. We played some together. His yeah. Pat. His father had a... Um, a bypass. Uh, I can't remember if it was a, a double or a, or a triple bypass, but he had one, and it still sucks all the way. They still have to open up your chest and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so they, they gave him the pro- proper heart medicines and, and things of that nature, and thanks for pain because they literally got to spread open his fucking chest. So, his son is a pot smoker. So he eventually those things didn't, the, the pills didn't work correctly. Um, the only thing that made him feel great or to make him subside with the pain were gummies. And I'm not a pot smoker or, or anything like that. Um, uh, I understand the, the value of THC, uh, not, of uh, CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only thing. You could give him a, a case of pills. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked. It actually would have killed him. Um, so his, and it's not legal in Georgia. So he just had to sneak them in, and um, that was the only thing. And they should really rethink this stuff. Um, uh, AIDS patients for hunger, um, and just see, just straight CBD oil. I have a card, I have a medical marijuana card, and I don't even smoke, but it's for CBD. Well, uh, you need you need, a, headache, you need the card for nausea. For, you need the card for CBD oil. You need a card for uh, medical marijuana, yes. No, but and you can for... get them in. No, but you don't need a card for CBD oil, right? Uh, when I got when I first got it, you did. Oh, okay. Because I use and it. it I use it the... now. There's no THC. It was last year. I mean, there's THC, but it's well, like you... a, it's a trace amount. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're not even supposed to have a trace. For instance, uh, when I got mine. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, because you have to go see a doctor. 
And he's like, do you smoke pot? And I was like, no, I don't. When was the last time you smoked pot? I was like, 2003. And he reeling off all these medical great things that happens with CBD only. So I was like, okay, well, go ahead and give me a script for marijuana too, just in case. It was mostly for my friends that couldn't get it. So, um, but I, I never did that part, but you know what I mean? Um, so anyway, <clears throat> the, um, even if you, my, my friend that is an airline, uh, she's an air traffic controller and she can't smoke anything. She can't do any drugs at all because they're, they're literally federal. Uh-huh. So well, she can't do CBDs even though it's illegal. 100% CBD. She cannot, they'll test it and she's fucked. Her uh-huh. boyfriend smokes a lot, lot of pot. I wonder if just hooking up with him is making, you know, might be an uneasy situation for her. But, but anyway, CBDs for air traffic controllers, which are completely harmless, air traffic controllers can do it. Oh, which, oh, cannot do it. I'm sorry. Cannot do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough job. Uh, I was actually going to try and, 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 and uh, get employed by the, by the um, Aviation uh, Association, but I'm too old now. So the FAA. Uh, FAA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm too old now. I've, I've, I've aged out just because, um, and, and they, those guys are apparently essential employees, but you, um, you can't touch it, period, which is confusing to me because it's a high, high, high stress job. But you can uh, I imagine, imagine you could get you could get uh, Valium or Lexapro. Nope, <laughs> can't you, do that either. You can't. Even if you can't do depressed. anything as a federal employee, and you get tested often because you know being an air traffic controller is pretty big deal. Yeah, I'm not talking don't. about the guy. I'm not. I'm not talking about the person that's like waving you in with the lights. I'm talking about the dude in the tower. Uh-huh. And um, their only job is to stop planes from crashing into each other. So, um, and getting everything correct. Yeah, that's so true. Because psychotropic drugs. Say again. Psychotropic. Look, drugs. I'm sorry. Uh, psychotropic drugs. Yeah, but what what I'm saying is he was talking about Lexapro or anything like that. They can't because they have to pass the psych test. Uh huh. And they, yeah. yeah, so and I there, mean they can't take anything. You're right about that. And sometimes you're there. I mean, like like I, I've heard her schedule. It's. 12 on doing straight air traffic control. You go home. She lives down here in Key Largo and she has to go back up to Miami in another five hours. Another does another nine on nine hours on comes back and then goes back. So it's like, they, they have a weird schedule. So it's like 12 on and then like eight on and like nine on the next day. And then you get like three days of nothing. You don't do anything. So just for me hanging out with all these air traffic controllers, they drink their ass off. As soon as they're home, that's all they do is drink. Seriously. And, you know. Kind of like um, pilots. Pilots, well, yeah. these are, pilots these, and these boat captains. Worse. Pilots and boat captains. Well, boat captains yeah. just want to. They can't, they can't but, do anything either. They get tested and uh, they drink their faces off. Well, Oh, you mean like big boat captains? Well, like I can't. Captains. I can't. No, I'm talking about fishing boat captains. Yes, what were you saying, uh, Jim? I'm considered a, a medical practitioner, so I can't. I have to test uh, for drugs pretty frequently, and I can't. Uh, 
you know, do any type of drugs or alcohol. Well, you really so, wouldn't want to do them anyway. I mean, the alcohol, right? the, the alcohol is legal. Yeah, well, the, the alcohol I can because it's legal, but yeah, any type of mood-altering substance, no. And they, t- and and they test. A, well, but, They'll pop you with a test at any time. Because No, but because of your uh, your history, even if you weren't a medical professional, mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't take any of those anyway. Right. Okay, yeah. Can you prescribe them? No. Uh, yeah, I don't. Okay. No. Can I? No. No, 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 no. I'm a master's level time. therapist. I'm not a... Okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no. Because after this phone call, yeah, sorry. Yeah, exactly. No. What do you? I. Uh, What's up, Jim? I love you so Jim, much, Jim. Jim, uh, one of our sponsors is uh, a, a company that uh, provides CBG oil. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. But I don't. It's not really uh, uh, the guy who, uh, who who's the creator of it is. Uh, He's he's hasn't uh, drank in God. How many years has it been? Ten years. So he's he's sober, and he was looking for uh, he was looking for something because he had uh, severe uh, anxiety and and, and uh, back pain. But he's a big believer in that. And uh, I don't know if you you follow any of that stuff about cannabinoids, whether it's uh, I do I, mean, I do, uh, and I'll 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 tell you this. Um, as someone who has a drug history, mm-hmm. there are things like uh, like kratom and you know certain types of things that that I don't necessarily think is the best idea in the world because mm-hmm. it might lead you right back down that road. You know What's, what I'm saying? What is that? You're Wait, can you mention that? Any type of, what what is that that you mentioned? Yeah, I, I kratom. From- kratom is it's something they sell legally in stores, and it's basically just a it's some type of chemical that you mix with your drink or whatever, and it, it, it just it promotes relaxation. And I don't know what the chemical makeup is. I haven't studied enough about it, but I know a lot of people do it. And a lot of people who are in the uh, recovery community, they will do it, and their sponsors will tell them no. But they'll be all, oh, there's no, you know. Right. And some of them will go back out. Because, right. you oh, know, because maybe- one... Yeah, kratom. So, so they yeah. take it. And then, they take it. It doesn't know, have. It has an effect on them, and then it doesn't have quite the effect they want. And then they need something else. Sure. Right. Well, and then you also have on the flip side, you have people doing suboxone, which Wait. isn't anything new, but it. Wait. You know, a uh, lot of people uh, will get off, you know, drugs and. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. It's what we do, but don't worry about it. Suboxone, it's a control to look at. It, yeah, it's a. Yeah, go ahead. No, that was it. I just seen people Deadly. on it, and it's, it's it's weird. No, no, that's all. I just I've seen what is people, it? What is it again? It's a controlled. It's, it's a controlled substance, and it's basically uh, yeah, but you have to have a prescription for it. Uh huh. And a lot of uh, a lot of people who are getting off uh, you know substances, heroin, and even alcohol. Uh-huh. We'll take Suboxone and they go into a Suboxone program, which, you know, a lot of doctors will stretch out for a period of time. Uh-huh. And it's like you don't need to be on you don't need to be on Suboxone for 18 months to come off of heroin. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of people will do it. And then a lot of people who never even had 
a physical addiction to a drug, but are in some type of recovery program will take Suboxone because they're like, like, honestly, I've heard this said before. I, I really want to drink again and I'm afraid I'm going to drink if, if something doesn't change. We'll go to the doctor and get a script for Suboxone. They don't even need it, but they get it. And because it's legal, because they seem to have, you know, somebody saying, hey, it's okay that they're doing it. And it's, it's basically just people abuse Suboxone. Wow, I never, I've never even. Heard, I guess I don't get involved. Yeah, you, you ever hear of the new? Uh, there's a new drink, a non-alcoholic drink, but it's called a Euphorics. Euphorics, E U P H O R I C S. Euphorics. No, no, I've never heard of it, but it sounds like I need to stay away from it. Yeah, it does. Well, I mean, yeah. I saw, I saw it on there. Um, you know, when I. Uh, I was sober for seven years, and I went out for five. And when I came back, I started seeing advertising for euphorics. And I go, wow, if people don't realize that the uh, Internet, uh, you know, they, they they do watch your searches. And, and they, you know, tailor, uh, you know, the uh, the ads for you that's that's one of them so but euphoric show all over the place i never even looked into it because i know that uh Mm -hmm. what what you know um it it's it's not alcohol but they sell they sell it to people i guess they're selling it to people that want to drink and get some kind of something i understand yeah they used to have um one of those before me and my buddy when i was uh When I was a heavier drinker than I am, uh, they sold them straight up at, at the at the um, at the gas station, and uh, they didn't smell. It had a higher amount of alcohol in it, though, but but you didn't taste it. It didn't taste like beer, and it all filled you up and stuff. You know, it was my favorite drink. Me and my buddy Hunter, uh, <laughs> who Jim knows, um, yeah. it's called Sparks, <laughs> and uh, they came oh, in a diet yeah, flavor. I remember those Sparks. And they came in a they came in a blue the blue label was uh was caffeine was a was a calorie free and the other one was a was a uh, orange label and it was a black label and each one had a little bit more caffeine in it um, so what you're doing is it's super concentrated caffeine yeah and gets you fucked up so you think that uh, man okay it's two o'clock in the morning I got five hours to get to sleep but to go back to, to get to work but you can't go to sleep because these things go down like candy I'm telling you it, it's a refreshing beverage um, and so they took it off the market because it was too refreshing and and it got you really drunk and you're still hyped up and you couldn't smell it so they took it off the market and I was mad but um, <laughs> but I'm just uh, <clears throat> didn't they have that other one I don't what's know. That, the other one they sold in a, eight, in a 16 ounce can the uh, God. If you're talking about monster, that doesn't have any uh, any alcohol in it. No, this was a one. It, it was it was a malt liquor. It was a malt liquor in in an energy energy drink. I forgot the name of it. Uh, it was probably they, called Sparks. No, it was That's something the one else. I drank. It was a malt liquor. Different, different one. There's another one. Uh, Sparks but, King. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I found out what was it. Uh, What's it called? Kratom? Kratom? Granum? What was that? Kratom, yeah. Kratom. Kratom. 
Kratom. K-R-A-T-O-M. Kratom. Kratom. Holy crap. Oh, this, and I've heard people call it Kratom. No, it doesn't. It sounds I don't like, know the correct sounds pronunciation. Like Kratom, Kratom sounds like a, uh, a Neolithic warlord. Kratom. You know, he led a yeah, large group. <laughs> exactly. A large group of, group of hunters in northern France. Kratom. You know, the post-Neanderthal. Yeah. The post <laughs> Kratom. Yeah, and the other exactly. one was... And what's that one that they give to people that are coming off? I mean, I heard of methadone. I heard methadone's worse than heroin to get off. But the other one was the one with the L. You mentioned. Mm-hmm. Don't know. The drug. You just were talking about I, it. I, I mentioned one it. with it. Was it Suboxone? L? Yeah, oh, that's it. Suboxone. It's not L. I'm Suboxone, sorry. yeah. Suboxone. Wow. I mean, I swear to God, I thought I heard everything i guess i'm not really into <laughs> i really i thought i knew i'm a bartender and i hear everything and then i hear about two drugs i never even heard of yeah like, well, well, i have to tell you i'm right. sure anybody yeah, yeah. There, there's another there's another one it's all about the money because it's, it's all right but i don't know what it's called there's another one uh it might be a, another synthetic uh, but it's not a prescribed anything. Um, it, but it has a different name in different countries. But it's basically called the zombie drug. I'm sure you've seen that. Um, if you haven't seen a video of somebody on the zombie drug before, oh, bath salts? Dude, check it out. The bath salts? It's more than bath salts. It's something else that, that, that they used to do, that they do. In, um, uh, it, 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 at first, it was supposed to be for people to, to stay up and to keep studying to get through med school and stuff. And then, <laughs> and then, like the overboard, of course, no, this is fucked up more. Um, like, 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 like in Thailand, they used to chew these leaves and it would keep you up for 30 hours, but it wasn't Coke. It wasn't cocoa leaves. It was something else that is indigenous to Thailand. And they would uh-huh. just chew those all the time and it would just keep you up. It didn't make you all weird and shit. Uh, you could probably just pick them off a tree. Okay, so this is another kind that started, I believe, in Brazil, and it literally makes you like run in the cars, and and you look like a zombie, and and run in the cars. I'm talking about like as a solo human being, and that's a car. You think it's a good idea to just go ahead and run into that real quick, and bash your head in the side of the car, and and like you don't understand anything that's going on. So it has a bunch of different names. It's called most people call it a zombie drug. Really? And you do look like you're on Walking Dead. Um, okay, that wow. Would be the, Maybe. That would be, yeah, that would be one of the new zombies, the faster zombies, because the the old zombies. They are the yeah. faster zombies. Yeah, not, not, not the, yeah, not not Jason slow zombie that yeah. catches up to you anyway because you fall like a dumbass. Yeah. No, they're they're they're, they're coming <laughs> and they're <laughs> they're coming crazy. Oh, Frankenstein! It, it, it just sounds or, like or, it sounds like PCP. It is not because PCP is old school. PCP makes you think you're really strong. Oh. Makes you want to try and pick up a car and then bust up your back. This one just makes you want to just right. look like a zombie. You literally look like a zombie. And this one Brazilian girl, her nest, I guess, got caught, and she went into the back of somebody's pickup truck, and um, and everybody had lights on her, and so she thought it'd be a good idea, or whatever she was thinking, probably nothing. Was just to slam her head up against the side of the thing. She knew she was caught, so she just kept doing it and kept doing it and kind of laughing all at the wow. same time. Okay, well, that's the 
Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, yeah, good times. Hey, so, you know what? Drugs are always evolving. This is, and, uh, and, um, this is my yeah. first, this was my first three way and it's two guys. So that's kind Giggity. of depressing, you know? Sorry. I mean, we figured, right. figured we have to at least have a girl involved, but, um, I figure it'd be a good way. I didn't want to, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't want to go in detail because it sounds like, uh, I figure we just get right into this because next time, if we ever want to do this, we're already in there. And if we ever want to go into detail about your history, we could just go and tell a story on one show. Right on. Sure. Yeah. So I knew, I knew, uh, Sounds good to me. I figured we yeah. just dive right into it. So we're just like old friends. So, well, you are old friends with Lee. So I want to thank you for coming on. It's all, it's an hour. I did two, two hour shows. So we spanned the globe here. Have, have we, we been started, on the phone for an hour? Yep, an hour. Wow. So we started out. Let me take let's, let's draw the line. We started talking about bullying. Okay, bullying. Donald Trump. We drew the line to there. America, America, great. Let's see. We went from there to. I forgot what we we're talking about after America, America, great. Maybe you guys can uh, clue me in. You went, into, about, you went into like old school history. So. History about why. Not, yes, why we did. Old school history. And then we started talking about. And then know, the space race with the Nazis. The space There were Nazis. Uh, <laughs> the Nazis helping us out in the spe- space <laughs> race. And then what did we do after that? We, uh, we started we talking about slavery. About slavery, yep. For a half second. Well. I, I think I started talking about slavery before then, and then the Nazis, and then we started talking about drugs, and we found out. Yeah, we're yeah. both uh, you and I are both in recovery, and uh, we we spent twenty minutes talking about uh, drugs, but luckily we weren't romanticizing them, except for Lee was. Yes, Lee no, was romanticizing. The uh, spark was it? Spark. Sparks, man. Get it straight. Spark, Sparks. Kratom, Kratom. A Sparks. Oh. Sparks. Delicious. Sparks. Yeah, Kratom. Yeah. What are you, what are you going to say about CBD? You you started, Jim, you started talking about CBD. Was it thumbs up or thumbs down? Thumbs CBDs down? CBDs are thumbs Ugh. up. I, I've never taken it, so I don't know. Well, what do you hear Maybe about a it? thumbs up. I Good mean, it's... It, well, yeah, oil. I've heard it's good for you, and also here it's not addictive, and it it helps it helps relieve uh, symptoms of anxiety without you know putting any pressure on your liver. So if you Correct. can take CBD and not have to worry about taking some type of bi, uh, benzodiazepine, that's healthier for your liver. It's healthier healthier for your uh, your blood pressure, and everybody wins. You know, I don't see a problem with it. With that being said, I'd like to add, tell I our did. listeners uh, about our sponsor, DeKind CBG, <laughs> supplier of fine CBG products. They have edibles, they have smokables, and they have um, oils. So you can find them at www.dakind, D-A-K-I-N-D, Dot com. I'll mm-hmm. put it in the show notes. You know, Jim, Jim Brock, if you said something negative, I would have just said, well, what do I know? <laughs> and still done the same thing. <laughs> but I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to, if you said, hey, I heard a lot of bad things about it. I would have said, oh, shit, I guess I should. You should never, you always hear the rule of thumb about questions. You should never 
ask a question, sure. you don't know what the answer is going to be. <laughs> so that's well, true. that was funny. That's you true. just did, well, you probably you just did a commercial for it. But I'm not saying you should look into. I did, it. didn't I? People, wow. People should people should look into uh, do a little research to see it's right for you. But from everything I've heard, and Jim Jim here is a professional. What he's heard, uh, it seems to be a benign substance. And people I know that are in recovery are using it because there's no psychoactive ingredient. Or if there is, it's a trace amount. It's sad if you feel if you need to get something like that, this may not be the thing for you. But if you are looking for a reduction in anxiety, inflammation too, I heard about that. People that have chronic inflammation, that it works. So, Lee, you should be... Nausea, hunger. Yep. Yep. Uh, if you're addicted, um, kind of you're addicted to sparks. Well, you know, that was in the past, man. Instead of like at three o'clock in the morning, going and drinking, go and get a can of sparks. Well, I would take. I would just say I wouldn't drink that at three o'clock in, in the morning. Don't drink that at three o'clock in the morning. You should. You should, dr- you should drink that at two o'clock in the afternoon. I did. Yeah, yeah, I would drink I would drink Jaeger bombs just over and over, and I'd have so many Jaeger bombs by the end of the night. It would be eight nine o'clock the next day before I could get to sleep. It's like because when you're drinking, you know, Jaeger and Red Bull just constantly, it's like wow, your heart's working overdrive, and yeah, it definitely messes up your sleep schedule. So, yeah, right. okay. I, I was I was a um, I was some beer and a bottle of bourbon guy, you know, just. Just neat, just drinking it straight from the bottle. So, not straight from the. I poured into a glass. I wasn't an animal. Oh, whatever. It doesn't make you classier, man. It doesn't. Use a glass. Yeah. No. It is classier in a glass. The worst thing you do is with a paper bag. The worst. The worst one you can put is a paper bag. Or that's the the pimple. If you ever watched, there was a show. There's a show on. uh, There's a show on called Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Putting putting wine into <laughs> yeah putting wine into a soda can, that's not classy either. So, but uh, no. I like, like to well think, if you ever watch The Wire on HBO, yeah, <laughs> right. You ever watch The Wire on HBO? That yeah, that's, well, what, they you, uh, they, not, they found a way to legalize drinking. all that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. You're, you're not drinking unless it's in a paper bag, man. It's all though. <laughs> Yeah, what are you hitting? If you're hiding something, if you're drinking something from a paper bag, it's like a big flashing light that you're drinking something. That's not... Oh, yeah, I'm having my fellow doll cocktail. Yeah, it's like, the middle of the day, and uh, I did my well, due diligence all day. Yeah, you, might as well be drinking, for three hours. you might as well be drinking from a big wine goblet or uh, a martini glass. One of those bejeweled goblets the, the bishop has. You know, the rapper bishop. Yeah, it's called a pimp cup. Yep. Pimp cup, you know, yeah. there's a there, there's a Pim's cup. There's a drink oh. called a Pim's cup, P Y M S, and a Pimp cup. Yeah, I like a Pimp cup, but Pimp cup you know, is great. Yeah, a bejeweled chalice. Says. A bejeweled chalice is not very hygienic, especially nowadays. You got a lot of nooks and crannies you no. gotta clean. You got to be considerate of someone. You know, if you're going to be sharing your chalice with someone. Uh, just kind of a crazy straw man. You did. What? Do what? Just, just get your each uh, eat your own straws, 
and, and just use different straws. And you could be, you know, you both have your pimp cup. You both have the pimp cup, you know, and you just use the same, you know, just different straws. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man. You're from Memphis. I'm from Philly. I think I have more street cred than you. Uh, There's no way well, in hell know. that's true. There's no I'm way in not. hell that's true, oh, sir. you don't know. You don't know. <laughs> Me and a Fresh Prince. No. We, we had to get out of. We had to get out of West Philly and move to Bel Air, so we got in a little well, trouble. Well, of course you did. <laughs> you and Fred yeah. Prince and all the other millionaires. Yeah, know? yeah. We ain't got no millionaires over here. All we have is Fred Smith. Yeah. It's the only it's the only billionaire we have over there. Uh-huh. And okay. I think he even got out of Memphis. Yep. Okay. So you know the FedEx guy. Well, I want I want to thank uh, Lee, I want I want to thank Lee Sharp uh, for being on the show and introducing us to Jim Brock. And, uh, oh boy. Blue. Yep. Thank you. And, uh, you know, maybe either, uh, we could do, uh, what I found is that the internet connection, no matter if I'm hardwired or, uh, using Wi Fi or anything like that, it is horrible in the midday. So the later, the later we can do, the later that we can do a show, the better. And since you're in Central Time, while the you know the pandemic's going on, maybe we could you know in the future I'll I since I have your your number, can I I'll do a group text and see if we'd like to if you'd like to do a show again? Would that be all right? That that'd be fine. I look forward to it. Okay, okay. Hey, and uh, Lee, would that be okay with you? I can. Uh, I, I'll get my people to talk to your people. Yeah, and, get, and uh, well, we you, better, you got to get your people to talk to Jim's people first, and then my people. Right. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll set something up with the uh, with Phil and accounting. Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll get it done. Okay. Hey, and do you have a picture? Do you have a? Well, you know what? I was going to say a picture of both you and guys. Do you want it? We'll put a picture of Jim Brock on there. So Jim, you know what? Either, I don't know if we have a picture together or not. Well, I can find a picture. I can find a picture of you, Jim, or you can send us one. It sounds good. What do you want? All right. Well, hey, I've enjoyed it, guys. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. You send me <laughs> You like that? Because I'll find one and I'll post it. On. No, I wouldn't post it. I wouldn't post it on there. Yeah. If you don't want to, if you're not comfortable with a picture on there, I won't put a picture on there. I could do, I could do just a general photo. I could do one of, of uh, since we're talking about that, we could put. Uh, uh, we could put a picture of a, a caricature of the president on there. Whatever you like. Sounds what good to want? me. You like that? We'll look, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do that then. Yeah, okay. let's do I'd that. Like to, Sounds good. I, okay. All right. I, I'd like to thank both you, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, Jim. You thank you, Lee. All right. Thanks, Bye. Lee. Bye. Okay, listeners, that's uh, my first three-way, if you heard that correctly. Uh, thank you for hanging in there. I know that was kind of like, uh, I didn't know what to expect. So we'll be able to do this. Uh, it won't be just one and one We'll see if we can have, add people as we go, see how many people we can have on the phone. Uh, I'd like to thank you for listening. And also, please go to www keysbartender.com if you're interested in any of the fine products that we have uh, right now I have on our sponsors page I have Bellissima's wine Bellissima wines uh, so just go in there look on our sponsor and 
it's Prosecco and sparkling white wine and they also have a low sugar sugar alternative and also if you're interested in CBG oil it's a, it's a product similar to CBD but a little stronger and uh, find out a little more about it see if it'll help it's great with inflammation all different types of problems anxiety uh, if you have a problem sleeping uh, for me you know if you have a problem if you have to and even it, sometimes it even helps if you're one of those guys that have to get up in the middle of the night to pee it helps relax you enough that you don't have to do it until the next day but it's the kind it's D-A-K-I-N-D and they're the makers of CBG products and they're local in the keys here but they're also available on the internet so you go to www.dakind D-A-K-I-N-D dot com thank you very much and have a great day Thank you.